Hi, you're listening to the Connect Your Health to Life coaching podcast. I'm your host, Seth Lusk. I am a self-image coach and empowerment coach with a decade-long background in working in the health, fitness, and nutrition industry. If you're anything like I was or the way that my clients currently are, then you might be struggling with body image issues, self-image issues, or issues with confidence. You might be trying to figure out why you can't take the ideas that you have for living your healthiest and most fulfilling life and turn them into lifelong actions. So join me in this podcast as we dive in deep on topics of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. We're going to look from the perspective of an authentic and empowering mindset and from self-awareness, self-love, and of course, how we can start taking authentic self-action towards living that healthy and fulfilling life that you know you're here to live. I'm going to bust through some of the illusions and myths that we've all been taught to believe along the way and offer you confidence and clarity. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. So the only question is, are you ready to find out how you can start living your most authentic and fulfilling life once and for all? Then let's get started, shall we? Hello, everyone, my friends. Um, I'm coming to you this morning with a little bit of a... Hold on one second. I have to move my microphone here, so I apologize if there's a loud noise. Okay. So, I'm coming to you all this morning with a different episode than the one that I had planned. The one that I had planned um, and had a script written out for, not really a script, an outline written out for, is um, on emotional eating. And normally when I do my podcasts, I spend uh, the week in between recording the podcasts to create the idea, create the outline, create what all of the, th- all of the things that I want to talk about on the topic. And um, I had all of that ready to record this morning for you all on emotional eating. And I woke up with this feeling of a very, something heavy was, was sitting on my heart. And instead of hating that, that heaviness and resisting it and trying to get away from it, I chose to lean in and something came out of it. And that something felt or feels so important for me to share this morning that I decided to switch gears, toss my original episode aside for a later week, and speak to you all from my heart. And when I say I'm speaking to you from my heart, it's unscripted. I ended up actually writing down about four pages worth of thought dumping um, or thought downloading as I was paying attention to this heaviness that I was feeling and I needed to get it out into words to where I could see them and be less, um, uh, I guess, less in them and more able to distance myself from them enough to make sense of what I was thinking, what I was feeling, what it is that felt heavy for me. And so, I have these four pages of thought downloads here, and I'm going to talk to you guys about them. I'm going to have to look at my paper every now and then to gather my thoughts, make sure I talk about everything here. But guys, this is unscripted. This is going to be messy, and I love it. This is... I'm going to ramble. I'm going to speak from my heart, from 
all of inside of me, and you guys are going to get a little bit of a view of what it is like to to live in the heart and the mind of Seth. And so what I'm going to talk about this morning, guys, I've had so many friends here in Switzerland and in the U.S. contacting me about what's going on in the U.S. right now and see my friends posting posts on Facebook and about this what's going on in the U.S. Capitol and the Capitol building, the storming of the Capitol building. And there's so much hurt right now. There is so much pain and anger and hate occurring. And my friends, this is an opportunity to talk about something that I I teach on a regular basis to my clients. I come at it from a different approach because, you know, I am a health and mindset coach. So... I'm teaching people how to apply what we're going to talk about today in a way that they show up with practices to live their healthiest life. But guys, this fundamental base of what I teach goes to all areas of life. And that's why what I teach is so profound, because it's not just about health. Guys, we're going back to love this morning. And I can already hear some eyeballs rolling. That's okay. That's okay. Roll the eyes. Please do. Let it feel into that eyeball rolling because sometimes you need to roll your eyes to figure out what's behind them. So roll them. I'm going to take a sip of my water here. And then we're going to talk about love, my friends. So what does what's going on in the U.S. have to do with love? I made a post earlier this morning where I talked about... The fact that people were contacting me about what's happening right now and they're hurt, they're angry, they're frustrated. I saw these posts where people are hurt, angry, frustrated. And my only authentic response was, I'm not surprised. This doesn't surprise me at all that this is happening. And there are many reasons why it doesn't surprise me. Number one being because of my experience of living, growing up in the United States and the culture and what it breeds and the, the kind of mentality, thinking, beliefs, and therefore behaviors that it breeds. But number two, my friends, we are begging for change. We are begging for it. And the only way that change has ever occurred in the history of humanity is when we lean into a discomfort. We move into it, not away from it. And we respond. We don't react. And we choose with intention to take a path that is completely new where we don't know how yet. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later. But my friends, this doesn't surprise me that this is happening right now because we have been begging for change. And I told you guys when I when I made a post earlier at the very beginning of 2021 that 2021 is going to be an opportunity for people that are willing to lean into the discomfort. I didn't say 2021 was going to be easy. And we don't want it to be easy because the moment it becomes easy is the moment we slip back into familiar. We slip back into comfort. We don't change anything. So my friends, embrace this discomfort because there is something so powerful and beautiful moving through this discomfort, moving into this discomfort that we want. We know we want it, but we just don't know how to get to it. And that's amazing that we don't know how because anything that has ever been a real change, we didn't know how to do it until we did it. So we don't know how. Let's practice it until we find out. My friends, we're going to talk about love And I'm going to start by talking about this. 
I made a post earlier this morning, and the reason why I said that none of this that is happening is surprising me is because, my friends, this is bullying. What is happening right now in the USA is bullying. It is. And it comes from an us-against-them, a good versus bad, and a right versus wrong, a, a better versus worse, a pretty versus ugly, a, a rich versus poor. A, a, it's always a, a blank versus blank mentality. That's where bullying comes from. And we're gonna, I want to dive into that a little bit more. But before I do, I want to talk about my experience because this is where all of this came from. This This... Four pages of paper that I'm sitting here looking at right now and being like, wow, God, I really just scribbled all of this down on paper in a matter of an hour, and it's beautiful. So I was bullied as a child. I was bullied very much for, I don't want to say that I am different, but the way that I chose to show up in the world was different than how most people chose to show up in the world. I didn't want to accept the way that everyone else was showing up. I didn't want to accept the way that everyone was telling me I had to be. And I knew that I could be different. And and my friends, I was looking for unconditional love. And it showed, I got, a, I got bullied a whole lot. And I took that as meaning that there was something wrong with me. There was something wrong with the way that I wanted to show up in the world. There was something... Whew, forgive me, I'm, I'm getting a little emotional here. There was something wrong with my love. That there was something wrong with me wanting to unconditionally love myself. And love my desire to do things differently. And I was bullied by by the quote-unquote good old boys in school. And... No one ever did anything about it, except for on one occasion. I'll talk to talk to you about that in a minute. But my friends, I, I recognize what's going on right now in the U.S. is just the same thing. Hurting people, attacking other people, hurting them, and then creating more hurting people that will attack more hurting people. And the cycle continues. And my friends, I've experienced it since I was young, and... I was bullied, and no one did anything about it, and I I wanted justice. And when no one would give it to me, I tried to take it myself. I tried to attack back, and every time I attacked back, I got in trouble, and this infuriated me because I wanted justice. And I would always ask the people that that when, when I would get in charge, when, when I would get in trouble, when my parents would punish me for attacking, when a teacher would punish me for attacking, when some authority figure would yell at me for attacking in the same way that I was attacked, and I would just be like, why am I in trouble and they aren't? And I got this response every time, and I believe it was slightly misguided, but the intent was there, and I'm choosing to see past the misguided words and to the intent. They would always say, Seth. It's because you know better. And I want to remove that word better because I'm no better than anybody else. Just like I knew then that nobody was any better than me and that's why getting attacked hurt so much. Because I made it mean that other people were better than me and that's why I was getting attacked. So, my friends, I didn't know any better. But I... I knew there had to be a different way. And I think that these people that were telling me, Seth, 
you knew better. You know better. They saw that. They saw that I was searching for a different way to approach this. Getting attacked and attacking. Getting attacked and attacking. Getting attacked and attacking out of hate, 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 hate. And thinking that the only way to beat this was by showing these people that they are wrong. And proving to them that I'm right. But this was so flawed. Because in order for me to prove that I'm right, I had to prove that they were wrong, which only proved what they were trying to prove, that love is conditional. That until I meet the conditions of their love, I'm not worthy of love. And if I return the same thing, I'm trying to tell them the same exact thing that they're trying to tell me. And what we're both actually wanting is to not believe that. So my friends, I had a realization. The justice that I wanted wasn't to get even, wasn't to, because getting even wouldn't be attacking. The justice that I wanted then was to attack, was to be better than them, and that's not justice. <laughs> that doesn't create justice, because the justice would be to show us both that we are equally worthy of love and we don't have to attack each other anymore to get that love. To feel that we are worthy of love, we don't have to make people less than us. And so I want to I want to introduce a thought to you today that I had and it's quite powerful. We all know that there is love, that there is hate. And some of us still believe that the opposite of love is hate. The opposite of love is not hate, my friends. The opposite of love is indifference. It's not caring at all. And some of us have chosen the path of indifference for ourselves. And that hurts. But the opposite of love is not hate. And I want to break through an illusion here of what hate actually is. Because, my friends, I think we think that hate is the battle against love. But it's not. Hate is love. You can't hate without love. But where hate comes from is that we take love and we put conditions on it. And that hurts. It hurts so bad because it makes us believe that we have to be something particular. We have to compare. We have to know the right thing versus the wrong thing, the good versus the bad, the better versus the worse. And we have to always choose the better, the good, the prettier, the richer, the more successful. And if we don't, that we're not worthy of love. And therefore, we slip into hate because we believe if love has conditions for us, it has to have conditions for everybody else too. And we need to prove that until we can prove to ourselves that we are worthy of unconditional love and so is everybody else. So my friends, hate is not the opposite of love. Hate is love misguided with conditions. And I want to talk to you all about this this morning because right now what I'm seeing happening in the United States is that we have people that are in fear, that feel like somehow their importance, their worthiness of love is being overlooked by, by somehow by Donald Trump not being the president. And I, I don't fully understand that. I don't need to. What I can recognize there is the pain. The pain of feeling not enough, not important enough. The pain of feeling like you're going to be overlooked, that you're not worthy of love anymore because the person that you were behind, that you thought was the answer to everything, is now going out of office. Someone else is going into office, which means that your person was wrong, the other person is right, which means that you need to prove, no, you're right, and the other person is wrong. Better, worse, better, worse, battle, 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 hate, hate, hate. That's what hate is. And my friends, there's something else that we can choose. 
right here, instead of reacting to the fear that we now experience for seeing that hate, for seeing that fear, for seeing that reaction in these humans that want unconditional love, instead of us reacting to our own fear, our own judgment of ourselves as needing to prove we're better than them so that we can prove them wrong so that we can be worthy of love, we can stop that cycle. We can stop it right here and we can choose another way. There is another way. It starts with this belief, and I just, I slightly mentioned it earlier. And it's a belief that, uh, excuse my nose running, guys, where I was, I was crying a little bit there and my nose is running, so I'm going to be sniffling quite a bit here. Guys, there's a belief that I chose for myself a few years ago, and it has opened me up to so much beautiful discomfort in my life when I choose to accept it over my, my emotional reaction, it's this. If I believe every person on this planet is 100%, 1,000% worthy of unconditional love, and that every behavior that every person exhibits is them showing other people that what they want to feel is unconditionally loved, unconditionally safe, unconditionally accepted, and unconditionally connected. Every behavior that we observe from another person is them trying in the the only way that they know how to get that. And so instead of us, when we see a behavior that we don't like, that we don't understand, that we want to label as wrong, if we pause, break that cycle, and instead recognize if this person wants to feel unconditional love in this situation, what might they have gone through in their life to believe that this is the only way to get it? For me, anger and violence was my way of getting it because that's what I experienced when I was a kid. I got bullied, I got punched, I got kicked, I got thrown into lockers, people stood in my way and shoved me around and called me queer, called me faggot, called me girly boy, mama's boy, pretty boy, all of these horrible names. And I made them mean something so awful about me that I felt like these people are better than me and the only way that I can feel loved is to prove to them that I'm better than them. If they're better than me and that's how they are loved and I'm not, then I have to prove that I'm better than them to feel loved and them not. And this just creates the continual cycle of hurting people, hurting other people, who will then turn around and hurt other people. So what do we do? What can we do? So we're faced with this discomfort right now of seeing people responding out of hate, out of fear, out of wanting to feel important, loved, and connected. And they're trying to show us that that's what they want. And they're do- this is their way of trying to show that. Like they're, they're standing beside the person that they believe should be president because they believe as long as this person is president, we're seen, we're heard, we're loved, and we are, are, we are important. But they believe in order to have that, they have to prove every other viewpoint, every other person, every other belief wrong. No other candidate can be in office because 
then they're right and we have to be wrong. And they're resisting that. And of course they are. Of course they are. If they believe that Donald Trump no longer being president, if him losing the election means that their viewpoint, their way of living, their way of thinking, their way of existing is wrong and their worthiness of love and importance is wrong, of course they're going to resist that. And that's what they're showing. And we're making it mean that we have to prove to them that no, we're the ones worthy of love. We're the ones that have to be right. We go back to the us versus them, the right versus wrong, the good versus bad, the better versus worth, the more worthy versus the less worthy. And there is another way. Again, it's at the base of what I teach every person I work with. And it's that we start with love always. And we practice this by releasing guilt and shame. And we release guilt and shame by releasing the desire to compare. Because when we compare ourselves then there's more worthy, less worthy of unconditional love. And we practice this by giving this unconditional love to ourselves once we release this guilt, this shame, this belief that we have to work to prove that we're worthy of love by being better than other people, by comparing ourselves to other people, by feeling... And we'll never get there if we do that because no matter how, what we achieve, if we're always comparing to other people... There will always be lives different than our experience on this planet, and so therefore we will always have something to compare by. And if that's our model for how we get love, then love can't be unconditional. Because you're putting the conditions of it on, it depends on how you grow up, it depends on where you were born, it depends on what religion you were taught, it depends on how much money you make, how much money you're capable of making, it depends on what school you went to, it depends on which country you were born in. It depends on who your parents were. It depends on... Uh, it, that. That is conditional love. And what we're wanting is unconditional love. And if when we compare ourselves to other people, we reinforce that idea that there is a certain life, a certain belief, a certain look, a certain amount of money, a certain amount of education, a certain amount of anything that is more worthy of love than another. And we have to be able to see past all of that because that's not the human. And that's where love begins. In order to love unconditionally, in the moment of attack, when we feel attacked, we have to slip past seeing the behavior. We have to slip past that automatic reaction to our emotion of feeling the pain because we're seeing the behavior as the person and we're making their behavior them and then therefore, them versus us. And then we slip into, if they're attacking me, then I either have to accept their attack, that there's something wrong with me and that they're right, and I have to say, yes, you're right, I'm wrong. Or I have to attack back and prove that I'm right and they're wrong. But if we pause in the moment of feeling attacked and we recognize the belief I just said, this person just wants to feel love, safe, accepted, and connected. And we don't react to that emotion of their attack meaning something about us. And we recognize my feelings, my emotions that I'm feeling in this moment, where I'm making this attack mean something about me. Those come from my experiences of this life, the things I've been taught, the things I believe. The way they are acting right now is about their experience, what they've been taught to believe and to think. 
And then we start to notice that there are all of these layers to this quote-unquote attack. There's the human, and there's the other human. There's the perception, the beliefs, the experience, the thoughts that the other person is having, the other human is having, the emotions that they are experiencing. And then, then there is their reaction to all of that. Then there is our receiving of that. Then there is how we, how we perceive that receiving. Then there's the what do we make it mean. Then there's our experiences, our beliefs, our thoughts that cause us to, if we don't observe in this moment, to think a certain thing about this thing, this, this quote-unquote attack that we are perceiving. And then there is our reaction to it. And then that person then receives that reaction, and the cycle continues. So what I want you to do is recognize, in all of this, there are two humans. Everything else in that is separate from those humans. There are two human beings here. Both of those human beings worthy of love, both of those human beings wanting to believe that, both of those human beings trying to show each other that that's what they want and they don't know how to get it. Because they're showing each other, my model of love is that there are conditions, and therefore I have to prove you wrong in order for for me to be worthy of my own love. So how do we break the cycle in this? And this is where it becomes very uncomfortable for us because... Religion versus spirituality, and I want, I want you all to understand the difference there. I don't practice any religion. I don't judge people that practice a religion, but I want you to understand that there is a difference between your spirituality and your religion. Religions have rules. Spirituality comes from inside of us. It is something that we all have. And because we have this desire from our masculine energy of wanting control, wanting that security in life, we try and control that, that spiritual desire within us by creating rules to make things more predictable, more comfortable, more controlled, more we know what's going to happen. But it doesn't actually turn out that way. We, we see how it turns out when we do that. So guys, this is where religion comes from. And religion has taught us that there's a right and a wrong religion. There's a right and a wrong belief. There are right and wrong people. And we have to prove that we're the right ones so that we can be okay and we can be worthy of that love that we're all chasing after. That's what religion teaches us. That we are these flawed beings that have to constantly do to prove our worth that we have to pray enough, that we have to go to church enough, that we have to ask God for enough forgiveness, or Allah, or whatever whatever religion you practice, you have to ask for forgiveness, you have to repent, feel guilt, feel shame, repent, feel guilt, feel shame, repent, because you're flawed, you're broken. But what if, my friends, what if, what if there was another way to look at this? What if we aren't flawed beings at all. What if the only flaw that we have is this accepted belief that we are flawed and that therefore we have to judge ourselves? What if there's nothing flawed about us? 
There is just a flaw in the beliefs that we accepted because of our perception of the things around us. What if we could choose to try and see it a different way? What if we could choose that we don't have to judge ourselves? That we don't have to be wrong? That in order to change, we don't have to feel guilt and shame? That in order to want to try something different, we don't have to be wrong and the other person needs to be right? We just need to want to try something new. And we're worthy of doing that, because no matter what, if we try something new and we don't get the outcome we wanted, we just end up right here where we are right now, which is a space of love. This is the space that I teach people to create their healthy life from, but guys, it's also the space that we create anything from in our lives. We wonder why we feel stuck. It's because we're afraid to do the one thing that we need to do to create change, which is release the fear of judgment. Because, my friends, the only person that is able to judge you is you. If anyone else judges you, if you don't believe in that judgment, it doesn't affect you. It only affects you when you believe that judgment, which means the person that's judging you is not them, it's you. So if you're afraid of another person's judgment, my friends, the person's judgment that you're afraid of is actually yours. You're just afraid that they're going to reflect to you a judgment that you believe that you have to have in yourself and that therefore you will give it to yourself and then beat yourself up, feel guilt and shame again, and have to repent, repent, repent. What if we broke that cycle? What if instead we chose to have our backs, to know I'm not a flawed being, to know no human on this planet is a flawed being. We're all just spiritual beings having a human experience, and we all want the same thing, which is unconditional love. And the only flaw is that we believe we have to work for it, that we're not already worthy of it, that there are conditions on that love, that we have to believe a certain religion, we have to live a certain way. We have to love the right person. We have to have sex with the right kind of person. We have to not drink these things, not eat these things. We have to look a certain way. We have to make a certain amount of money. We have to have certain jobs. We have to have a certain amount of education. We should have a certain kind of car, a certain size house. Do you recognize the only flaw here is not the humans? It's the belief that they're not worthy of unconditional love until they meet these conditions. My friends, it's the thing that drove me away from Christianity and has caused me so much turmoil in working my way back to realizing I am a deeply spiritual person. Because religion showed me that I have to judge, that there are conditions on me being able to love myself. And I had to go through, I wanted to go through, let me rephrase that. I wanted to go through a journey where I proved to myself that that didn't have to be true. And in the process, I came back to recognizing that I am deeply spiritual and I don't have to be afraid of that. I can believe in a higher power. I can believe in the fact that there's more to me than just the way that I show up in this world, the things that I know, the things that I learn, the things that I believe, the things that I behave. There's more to me than that. Inside of me, I know, is this beautiful soul, this beautiful heart that wants so badly to show the world that that's all we're after. That's all 
all of this is about, this discomfort, this suffering. We are creating it for ourselves by telling ourselves that we're not worthy of unconditional love. And it shows up in so many different ways. And guys, it I'm, for one, I'm willing to spend all of the time necessary to find all of the ways that it's showing up in my life and in, in anyone else's life who wants to find their way to unconditional love because that's what I'm here to teach people to do is to love themselves unconditionally. Sure, I show them how to apply that to their health, but at the core, the base of what I teach people, the message that I am here to bring, the one that I knew from the beginning when I wanted when I wanted justice for me being bullied was that I wanted the people that were hurting, that were hurting me to recognize. And I wanted to recognize I was the one hurting me because I wasn't recognizing that these people are just hurting people that want to feel loved. And instead of me being an example of love, instead I slipped into hate. I slipped into putting conditions on love too. I bought the belief. The justice that I wanted was to reflect to these people there's another way. These boys that bullied me, all they wanted to know was that they were no less of a man that society was telling them that they had to be. There was nothing wrong with them. I was such an example of everything different from what they were taught and everything that they were afraid of inside of themselves, that they were afraid to love. I was the external example of that because I was choosing to show up in, in life in a different way and try to explore a different way. And so, yes, I got bullied. But I wasn't being bullied because there was something wrong with me or the way that I was approaching life. I was being bullied because what these boys were trying to tell me was, I can see that the path that you're on right now is to try and find unconditional love for yourself, and I want it too. And because I looked different, and because there were conditions on their love for themselves, they felt like they had to attack those conditions. And I, I was the physical representation of those conditions. I was gay. I was feminine. I sang. I didn't like sports. I didn't like religion. I didn't like the conditions on love. And I didn't want to conform. And so I represented everything that these boys were afraid to love in themselves. And so, of course, they attacked. And... My lesson to learn, and I'm so glad I went through that process because without going through that process, I would never have come to this lesson of learning this. What I wanted to learn was that these attacks were about the conditions on love. They weren't about me. And that my attacks on them weren't even about them. It was about my conditions on my love for myself. And that's what I wanted to learn. That's what I wanted to discover. I chose that path. I chose that bullying on a spiritual level because I needed to learn. I wanted to learn for myself how to get to unconditional love. And the only way that I, my soul, knew to do that was to go through the hate, which was just love with conditions. Because, again, my friends, the opposite of love is not hate. 
The opposite of love is indifference. Hate is just love fueled by conditions. So my friends, I offer a challenge for you today. I want you, first of all, we need to start with love. And that sounds so ambiguous. It sounds so, how do we do that? It sounds so weak, maybe. That in the face of an attack that we would love in return. But what I want to offer is this. The attack that we feel isn't real. The attack that we feel is actually us putting conditions on our own love for ourselves. Us believing that in order for these other people that are ex- they're, they're expressing a different behavior, a different belief than us, in order for them to have love, that means we're, not, we're, we're worth less love. That therefore, we have to fight them, us against them, to prove that we are worthy of love. And what I want to offer is that in situations like this, the solution is not to go back into that cycle. Because if we go back into that cycle, we just keep creating the same thing. The solution is to do a pattern disrupt. The solution is that in that moment where you recognize that desire to react to your emotion... This is why knowing, doing the mindset work that I teach people, this is why becoming aware of our thoughts, beliefs, and how they create our emotions, our feelings, and therefore behaviors, this is why this is so important. Because in moments like this, the most important thing we can do is to pause, break the cycle, recognize our emotions there and our desire to react to them. And that reacting to them isn't quote-unquote wrong, but it's not going to give us the outcome that we want. Because the outcome that we want out of all of this is unconditional love. We want to feel it for ourselves. And we want everyone to feel it for themselves too. Because when people feel unconditional love for themselves, guess what? They no longer feel the need to compare. No one's better or worse. No one's right or wrong. No one's good or bad. Because that comparing comes from love having conditions. So in the middle of what we feel is an attack, if we can recognize this, if we can disrupt that pattern and recognize that the emotions that we are feeling in that moment, that that pain from the quote-unquote attack, is actually coming from us accepting conditions on our love for ourselves. And that if we're accepting these conditions on love from ourselves, and we're making them true about us, Well, those conditions came from outside of us, and we don't have to accept them. Where did they come from? They came from this other person. If this other person is throwing these conditions at us, where do you think they came from? So the solution is not to throw conditions back at them. The solution is to allow all of that to be there. Understand the pain of the human experience up until now because we've never chosen unconditional love. Recognize that pain there, let it be there, and love it. See the human behind the pain, see the human behind the behavior. See the human behind your own pain, behind your own desire to react. 
and instead choose to see the worthiness of unconditional love. And what I want to offer is that in these situations, I'm not going to say that what's going to happen is the person is going to just immediately change and stop acting out of hate. But what we do when we do this, when we do this pattern disrupt and we choose not to react in that moment, even if we do nothing but just stand there and allow them to express their pain and don't give judgment back, if you say nothing just by being there and offering them the space to let out their pain without reacting to it with judgment, you reflect to them evidence and the possibility of unconditional love, which is why they're attacking in the first place. It's what they're looking for in the first place. And maybe that one instance will not be enough for them to change their mind to move out of conditional love, which is what hate is, and move into unconditional love. Maybe it's not enough, but that's okay. That's okay. Because the more of us that do this, the more experiences we create on this planet with more people where they have the opportunity to see what it feels like for them to express their pain, to throw out their conditional love into the world with anger and pain and hate, and to see the other person not judge it. Not hate it back. Not prove it wrong. And we give them the opportunity to see that reflection. I want to explain something here, guys. When I say the reflection, if you can imagine we're all mirrors for each other, because we're all the same thing on the inside. We're all humans. And so if we serve as mirrors for each other, when someone is attacking us out of hate, what they're wanting us to do is reflect back to them, how do I love myself? So we do that. It's literally the epitome of becoming, be the change that you want to see in the world. When someone is attacking out of hate and you recognize that's just conditions on love and you choose instead of doing the same thing, if you want to be the change, guess what you become? You become unconditional love and you don't react. And when the opportunity comes that you can choose an intended non-emotionally reactive response, we do that. But we can only do that once we can see past our own emotions, our own desire to react out of those emotions. And instead we choose the way we actually want, which is the way of unconditional love. And that takes some time, that takes practice. But my friends, we have to start practicing it. Of course it's uncomfortable. Of course it feels weird. Of course it feels maybe even weak to some people. But the first person that performed open heart surgery... I'm sure it felt very uncomfortable for them doing it because they didn't have the how. They created the how. Until someone performed open-heart surgery, no one had performed open-heart surgery before. Until someone flew, no one had flown before. So just because it's uncomfortable, just because it's unfamiliar and you don't know how, doesn't mean you don't do it. Figure out the how while you're doing it. There are many times that in an opportunity that I have to express unconditional love, I've become emotionally reactive and I still do to this day. And when I do, instead of me then going back and judging myself, instead of slipping into conditional love again, you know what I do? I recognize my opportunity in that moment to learn, ah, I reacted. 
These were the emotions I was experiencing in that moment. And I reacted to them because I believed whatever it is. And I have the opportunity in that moment to choose unconditional love for myself. And then the next time I come into a situation like this, I am more able to see past the illusion of conditional love and be in unconditional love in that situation. So if you find yourself being emotionally reactive, don't slip into guilt and shame. Recognize that's what we're conditioned to do. But we don't have to continue to do it. That's the change we're all wanting. And it's uncomfortable, yes. But that's not the reason not to do it. The universe, God, Allah, Buddha, whatever it is that you look to, we're all begging for change right now. And our higher power is offering it to us. And we're all complaining about it because it's uncomfortable. Don't slip into guilt and shame for complaining about it. Of course you would complain about it because we've been taught to seek comfort our entire lives and that comfort is the way. Not question. Don't feel your emotions. Don't feel the uncomfortable emotions and recognize where they came from so you can uncover your thoughts and beliefs. Instead, just always seek comfort. So of course we avoid any real change because real change requires for us to step into, lean into discomfort. And I said that at the very beginning of this year, 2021 is the opportunity for us to grow by leaning into the discomfort. The growth won't happen by default. The thriving will not happen by default. You have to choose it. And you choose it by seeing the discomfort of situations just like this. And instead of Complaining about it happening, we recognize this is a massive opportunity. These people on the Capitol building that are acting right now in so much fear and pain and hate, us hating them is not going to show them anything other than the fact that there is only conditional love. Which is exactly what they're expressing to us that they're afraid of. So what do we do? We choose unconditional love in situations like this instead. And the ways that we practice that are infinite. But the only way we can find the opportunities to practice unconditional love and the ways in which we can do it is by breaking the cycle of wanting to automatically emotionally react. And we do that by becoming aware of our emotions and where they come from and the thoughts and beliefs that we have, which is the mindset work that I do with people. Guys, the whole point of the work that I do with people is to get them past all of this reactivity and into a space of non-judgment and love for themselves where they can intentionally choose the life that they are living, and choose the unconditional love that they are craving. So, I have a challenge here. In this opportunity, in this moment of chaos right now, in this moment of a lot of pain and frustration, can you choose to recognize your emotions right now? Can you choose to be with them without judging them, to be in them, to feel them inside of you, Find their source. Find the beliefs, the thoughts behind them. Don't judge them. Love them. Recognize that they are there because that's how you learned to survive. That's how you learned to try and seek love, comfort, safety, security, connection in this world. That's how you learned it, but that doesn't mean that it has to be the only way to do it. If, it's, if that way is not giving you the ability to give yourself unconditional love, then that's not the way you want and there can be another way. But the first step is in situations like this to pause. To pause at the desire to react. To pause at the desire to throw hate back at hate. 
to throw conditional love back into conditional love. To pause, hold space. Find that desire for unconditional love and practice feeling into that. But the first step is to become aware of where all of this comes from. Awareness first, my friends. And that's what I'm hoping to bring in this sort of last-minute change in podcast this morning as I'm literally here dumping my everything out to you guys that came to me this morning as I was watching the situation unfold, watching my friends' reactions unfold. My friends, I don't judge any of you for responding this way or for reacting this way. I don't judge these people at our Capitol building in the United States for reacting the way that they're reacting because I recognize that all of us, it's not you versus them, it's not them versus you, I recognize that all of us, every person in this situation, in this interaction, in this circumstance, in this chaos, they're all asking for the same thing right now. And that's what I'm here. I want to reflect it. I want to offer it. And I'm hoping that I'm able to convey this to you guys unconditional love. You are all loved. You're all worthy of it. You don't have to prove it. You don't need a certain president in office to be worthy of love. You don't need external validation that you are worthy of love. You don't need society to accept you or to normalize you or anything about you to be loved, to be worthy of unconditional love. You just have to choose that you're worthy of unconditional love. And I think I'm going to do another podcast in the near future about love and what that actually is because that's something I don't, I don't want to keep you all too long this morning. Love is a complex thing and it doesn't come from outside of us. It comes from inside of us and we're not capable of feeling other people's love. We're only capable of feeling our own love. And I'll have another conversation about that another time. But my friends, what I want everyone to recognize right now Pause. Don't react. Become aware. Become present. Recognize that all of this is coming from a desire for unconditional love. Coming from a desire to feel safe, secure, accepted, and connected. And that if you react to this with more conditional love, more unacceptance, more resistance, it does not dissolve the unconditional love. It just puts more of it out there. Hate is un is love with conditions. So the solution for hate is to release the conditions, to release the judgment. And it starts with ourselves. Because when we do that for ourselves, we show up as mirrors and are able in opportunities like this to reflect that to other people. So my friend... Whatever the situation, whatever you're making it mean for you, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're not a Trump supporter, if it doesn't matter. Because you are not a Trump supporter. You are not a non-Trump supporter. You are a human being. Your experiences have taught you to behave as either a Trump supporter or a non-Trump supporter. But that is all irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. You're not broken. You're not flawed. You're not right. You're not wrong. You're not good. You're not bad. What you are is a human being trying to learn how to unconditionally love yourself. 
everyone around you is the same. And the sooner we can recognize that, the sooner we can start reflecting that by giving it to ourselves. The sooner we start to see the conditions on love lose their grip. Every attack is someone begging you to show them evidence that unconditional love actually exists, that it's not a fairy tale, that it's true, and that what we're living right now is love with conditions, and that's why we see hate. My friends, we're all worthy of love. That's what this situation needs. We're going back to it. If you want a solution, we have, we want to go back to love. I'm here to help anyone who wants to know how. In any way, I'm here to help. And I'm ready. If you want the person attacking to put down their sword, take off your armor, my friends. I love you all. That's all I have to share this morning. I think this is going to open up quite a bit of thinking. And that's my desire with this this episode, this impromptu episode with no script, <laughs> is that I want to open up thinking. Finding another way. Recognizing that there is another way. That is my desire for you all. And if I can just give you one practice, it's to disrupt the pattern. Pause and become aware of the desire to react and where it comes from. It's coming from the same space as the human that you're wanting to react to where their behavior is coming from. Unconditional love, my friends. We go back to love. We always go back to love. Again, I love you all, and I'll talk to you again soon. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Connect Your Health to Life coaching podcast. I hope you enjoyed the content of this podcast today. If you did, please subscribe or follow this podcast to receive newest episodes every week as I bring them to you here on the Connect Your Health to Life coaching channel. If you would like more information about me and the work that I do with my clients one-on-one, please visit www.slch.ch for more. Again, that is www.slch.ch. You can also find me on Instagram at sethlusk underscore coaching. Again, that's sethlusk underscore coaching. Or on Facebook and my Facebook community that's called Health Connection Corner. One last time, that Facebook group is called Health Connection Corner. It's free to join. You just have to answer three membership questions to become a part of the community there. And we would love to have you. I want to thank you again for listening. I look forward to our next time together. Have a wonderful and health-filled day. Ciao.